You are now listening to I Am Vibrant, the podcast that helps you reboot your brain and reprogram your subconscious mind to feel good on purpose and create a life you love. Warning, miracles may occur. Let's join today's episode. Hello there and welcome to the I Am Vibrant podcast. This is your host, Leah Lund. And in today's episode, I'm talking about how to navigate change, crisis, and uncertain times. Because as you're listening to this, as it's originally recorded, we are in the midst of the global pandemic with the coronavirus. However, what I'm going to cover today is really applies to any kind of change or crisis or uncertainty. And that comes up in life quite often. In fact, that is really a part of our human journey and our human experience is uncertainty and change. Life is nothing but change. So what I'm going to cover today will apply to this pandemic, but it really will apply to when something changes for you. There's a lot of uncertainty right now. There's financial uncertainty. There's travel uncertainty. There's uncertainty about getting family members back together. And if we think even deeper, there's uncertainty about about our life and when the end will be that always exists. So this, so learning how and developing the skills to navigate change and crisis and uncertainty is an essential part of life. These are important life skills that I'm going to talk about today. So let's talk first about the fact that really, truly situations are neutral. And sometimes when I say that, you, you might have had a reaction to that. You might have heard me say that and had a reaction of, of course, they're not neutral. This is, a, this is a crisis. This is a tragedy. This is, well, all of those words are words of meaning that the mind is attaching to a situation, but truly situations are neutral. So anytime you're in a crisis and you're feeling a lot of emotion and you're thinking and catastrophizing things, This is really your invitation to surrender to your higher power and to let down your guard and to get vulnerable and to lift yourself up to a higher level of consciousness. And you can do that by the wonderful Course in Miracles question, which is, why is this happening for me? Why is this happening for me? That shifts your perspective. So that's the ultimate goal of the strategies I'm going to share today are to help you get to a point in your internal environment that is focused on navigating the change, navigating the crisis, navigating the uncertainty on the inside because it is an inside job versus needing something on the outside to change. This is an exploration, an internal reflection where you ask yourself, why do I think what I think? Why do I feel what I feel? Why do I do what I do? Because only when you're willing to go there can the strategies that I'm going to name, and I am going to share real, practical, tangible strategies, but only when you're willing to be vulnerable and own the process, own the inner work to navigate uncertainty, only then can you be successful in doing so. And so on a broad basis, there are things that we can do to explore that, which I've said here, which is, why do you think what you think? Why do you feel what you feel? Why do you do what you do when something unexpected comes up 
outside of yourself. And in our community, we, I coach to a behavior outcome sequence, a belief behavior outcome sequence, meaning our beliefs lead to our thoughts, our thoughts generate emotions, our emotions often dictate our actions or our behavior, and then we, we get the outcome that we experience in our life. And so the first tip I have for you is anytime that you can have a pattern interrupt between what you feel and what you do, that's what I call emotional capacity. And that will serve you so well in navigating change or crisis. And so being aware, being self-aware that, oh, I'm feeling a negative constrictive emotion and I get to distance my space before I actually act or respond to that emotion versus reacting and being on autopilot subconscious habit and just reacting to that emotion. So the power of a pattern interrupt is huge when it comes to navigating change. And in order to do that, you have to be self-aware of what you're feeling and take a pause before you respond. One helpful tool for noticing what you're feeling is identify in advance what your physical clue is that you're feeling constricted. That means you're feeling stress, you're feeling anxiety, you're feeling tension. Your body will give you a physical clue even before your mind has a chance to process it. So when you can identify that, you're a step ahead because you get out in front of the emotion and the potential reaction versus response. So physical clues can be things like tension in shoulders. Shoulders might be up at your ears. You might hold your breath. You might tap your feet. You might drum your fingers. You might clench your jaw. Do some observations so that you know what your physical clue is so that you can be quick to identify and quick to shift yourself into the pause rather than reacting. That will help your pattern interrupt tremendously. So secondly, this all requires observation. Be objective in your observation and not, not subjective. So don't look at things as this is a horrible situation that's happening. This is a, hap a, a situation that's happening that shouldn't be happening. Instead, just have neutral observation. Wow, this event is happening outside of me. Here's what's happening inside of me. Now, what do I intentionally and consciously want to do? And then you can proceed with all of the strategies that I'm about to cover. Once, once you have learned to pattern interrupt and objectively observe, then you can practice new tools, new habits, and the strategies and ideas that I'm going to share here uh, as I continue. So those two pieces are fundamental. So now let's get into some real tangible strategies for navigating change and crisis and uncertainty. The first strategy I have is to map it out, to get what's happening out in writing. Because when it's in our head, it feels a lot bigger and a lot heavier than it necessarily needs to. So get the information out on paper. See reality on paper. Separate it from the stories you're telling yourself and your imagination. And so there are several tools available for this. There's mind mapping, which I love, which is a real creative 
way to use both hemispheres of your brain as you map things out. There's GTD, GTD, productivity mapping. It can also be as simple as writing your own flow chart. Think of brackets like for a tournament where it starts out with a bunch of teams and then it narrows down and goes to fewer teams and narrows down to goes to fewer teams. You can draw that kind of a flow chart or bracket to map things out. So you would start with what's actually happening and then have, have that flow to what are possible outcomes and include many because there are always many possible outcomes and then have that flow to what would your action be your contingency plan in other words what would you do if that outcome actually happened and then what would you do if a different outcome actually happened and then what would you do if a third outcome actually happened and then based on that level of your of your tournament bracket of your flow chart of all the actions you would take, then what would the next step be? What would the outcome be if you took that action? So this is a way that you can play out different case scenarios on paper and include the worst case scenario because then you already know what it is and you already know what you would do. And that will bring you tremendous relief in regards to the unknown because you will know. You will know what you would do anyway. You won't know what's going to happen, but you would know how you're going to respond. And that's incredibly calming when you do that. Next, get really clear on what you are thinking and believing. And this takes some journaling. So get really clear on what are your fears and do that by asking yourself and then answering the question in your journal. Ask yourself, what is my worst fear right now? What is the worst thing that could potentially happen? What do I believe about what's happening? Why do I believe this is happening? And especially, this is, is so critical. What do I believe it means about me? What am I making this situation mean about me? Most of our fear and our anxiety about the unknown comes from personalizing neutral situations. So dig into that, peel back the layers and see that clearly. What are you making it mean about you? And then no matter what the answers are of all that journaling, ask yourself, is this true? Do I know this for a fact? The answer will always be no. And it's usually, uh, no, it's not true at all. Next tip is then when you've done the work on, on tip one and tip two, you can begin to activate new beliefs. The way that you activate new beliefs, there's really two ways to reprogram our subconscious thinking. One is hypnotherapy, and I highly recommend that. That's why I'm a rapid transformational therapist. The other is habituation. So design a new belief. After you know what you're really afraid of and what you're really believing, design a new belief and then repeat it everywhere that you can. Write it, think it, say it, post it, live it, put it everywhere around you that you possibly can. So an example of a new belief might be, it's okay that I'm having a rough time right now. Or I may lose my job instead of thinking I'm going to lose my job. I may new lose my job and I'll be able to handle it. I'll be able to handle it if I lose my job. That would be a very positive new belief to activate. 
Then there's three ways to form a new neural pathway that reinforces that new belief. Number one, plant seeds. Put it up visually around you everywhere. Put a photograph or a drawing that you do or a vision board or, or um, any way that you can think of to visually represent that fear, or I'm sorry, that new belief so that you can look at it and, it and it's actually getting planted in your reticular activating system all the time without your conscious thought. Even simply when you walk by that picture you drew of you and your new setting and your new belief, even when you just walk by it, that is soaking in and reinforcing a new belief inside of your brain. Practice that pattern interrupt again whenever you feel tension because you can trace it back and identify that a thought or a belief is creeping back in that is contrary to the new belief that you're choosing to activate. And so you want to interrupt that thought, back up, practice your new thought again. And then also put rituals into place that bring your new belief into life. The easiest way I can say that is act like it's true already. The I Am Vibrant podcast is brought to you by the Vibrant Woman program. Hi there, I'm Leah Lund. And in our program, I help you reclaim your health, your happiness, your joy, your peace, even your fun and your adventure and your most vibrant self. You'll be guided step-by-step to take action to break through mental, physical, and emotional blocks and subconscious patterns and programming so that you can be your best brain, your best body, your best you, and have your best life. For full details, go to onewholehealth.com or reach out through the podcast. Back in corporate retail days, we used to call it dress for the job you want. So do the things, let's say if uh, your new belief is that you can adapt to anything, start to play the part of someone who adapts to anything. What do they do? Who are they talking to? What do they listen to? How do they dress? How do they hold their body posture? You now become that actual person. And you do this through rituals and reminders. You set actual reminders to sit up straight. You set actual reminders to put on that podcast or be involved in that group that is like you, people who adapt to anything that comes along. Those are rituals as opposed to habit, but when you practice them, practice them, practice them, and repetition is how the brain learns. When you do that, you will create a new habit. It will become subconscious with a certain amount of practice. Next is use your imagination for good. Our imagination is powerful. What you believe happens, that is your experience. What you believe is your experience. So use it for good. Use it for a story you want to tell that becomes reality. You can use a scripting process like is suggested by Abraham where you actually write it like a story. Think of it almost like a children's book. This woman which is you, this man, which is you, woke up this morning and here's what happened and here's what they did. Write it out as a story and dream. Really use your imagination to create a picture that you are deciding through your scripting and through your imagination is going to come true and be reality. Number six tip for navigating change and crisis and the unknown or uncertainty is is have rituals for calming your mind. 
have regular meditation for our vibrant women, for example, that is an essential nutrient that is part of their daily habit meditation because it calms the mind. Deep breathing is another one that is so critical when it comes to navigating change and crisis and the unknown. Next tip is do what you can do. We are energy beings and whenever energy is stuck, we feel stressed and tension. And when energy is in movement, we feel better. So do things, not busy reaction, busy for the sake of busy stuff, not restless, nervous action, directed, focused action, but take action. Action always feels better. So the way to look at that is to do what you can do. Don't spend a minute of your mental energy on what you can't do. Break down a list of what can I do? And there's always something that you can do. Now, most people will get caught up in on, is that going to work? And how will that turn out? And what is the outcome going to be? No, no, no. Pattern interrupt. <laughs> back up, back up, back up. Do what you can do. Actually, physically do it. And you will feel better. Redirect the mind into action. Stay so busy with clear, present, focused action that you literally don't have time to think about how it's going to turn out. And that's none of your business anyway, right? That's higher power. We'll take care of that. You keep your mind and yourself and your body in consistent, positive action, and you will be able to navigate uncertainty. Next is continue practicing your daily habits. Your daily habits that are your feel-good habits that are good for your health, whether it's prayer, whether it's meditation, whether it's exercise, whether it's growing your own food, any kind of self-care, any kind of soul care, continue practicing that because it will help you in so many ways in your mood, in your focus, in your energy, in your brain health. Keep up your daily habits. Don't let them fall by the wayside just because something is, uh, is going on that is uh, challenging for you at the time. So keep up those daily habits. They work for you in the good times and they're essential in the so-called bad times. Next is eat an anti-anxiety diet. Food is energy and food influences how we feel. And in order to be able to navigate change and uncertainty, we need to feel our best and food makes a difference. So avoid sugar and processed food and glutens and grains and artificial flavorings and processed vegetable oils and caffeine and any hormone or antibiotic infused animal proteins and eat clean. Eat nutrient dense plants, clean animal proteins, no hormone, no antibiotic, and good fats. This is really helpful for your brain and to keep your brain focused and calm and for neurotransmitter production so that you're producing the feel-good neurochemicals like serotonin, like dopamine, like endorphin, like GABA. And you can um, supplement those macronutrients with things like bone broths and ginger and turmeric, things that actually reduce inflammation in your body, because when you reduce inflammation in your body, you're also reducing inflammation in your brain. And that's going to keep you clearer and uh, better cognitive function as well. Next tip, and I think we're up to number nine. I'm giving you so many today. Uh, next tip is identify your coping skills. Do an inventory of your own coping skills, because you have way more. You have far more coping skills than you realize. 
list them out. I'm resilient. I'm persistent. What else are you? I'm optimistic. I'm an unshakable believer of possibility. That's one of mine. But have a pre-made list in your journal of all of your coping skills. Because again, a lot of times our tension and fear about change and the unknown is that we won't be able to have it. And when you understand your own coping skills, you'll know that it's no problem. Whatever comes along, you're ready. You have life skills, emotional capacity skills, coping skills, identify them. Next, widen the lens. See the big picture of things. We get caught up when we look at things in a narrow view. So look at your life as, as a totality, not just what's happening now, but look at your life in totality. Every decade of your life, a great journaling exercise is for every decade of your life, list out something that you accomplished and what it took to accomplish that, the quality that you have that helped you accomplish it, and write out something that you endured and a quality that you have that got you through it. That way you'll see that whatever current crisis is happening that lasts 30 days, 60 days, it's a drop in the bucket compared to the decades of consistent resilience you've shown. You can also look at other human beings and the power of the human spirit and things that people have endured and survived and where they've thrived against all odds. Find those stories to pay attention to because they will keep you seeing things in the big picture. This too shall pass. My mother says a wonderful expression whenever something comes up that is stressful, including her own health or something difficult that she's had to go through. She always says, says I guess in a hundred years, it won't matter. And that's her way of gaining perspective and widening the lens. Next, go to higher power. And you may call that prayer. You might call that devotion. It's different for every individual. Higher power is a personal relationship, and I honor you for whatever your higher power relationship looks like. But when you pray or when you communicate with your higher power, instead of asking for outside situations to change, ask for things like the strength, the discernment, the ability to navigate what's going on. That will serve and support you for years and years to come. And that truly is what higher power delivers to us versus uh, a menu order of situations always going our way. That would be instant gratification. We would need another prayer, another prayer, another prayer, another prayer all the time, right? And so it is much more sustainable and much more soul fulfilling to pray for and receive strength, discernment, ability to navigate, perseverance, emotional capacity. Next tip is stay in the present moment. Mindfulness. The fastest way to shift to the present moment is get out of your mind and get into your body. So what do you sense in your body? Focus on a certain area of your body and just hold your attention there for as long as you can. Because the law of energy, two forms of energy cannot exist in the same place at the same time. You can't really be focused. Your brain, this concept of multitasking, uh, is is a myth. Your brain can't focus on two things at once. So if you're focused on what's happening in your body, you won't be focused on what's happening in your mind. You can also focus out to something in nature, for example. 
and wonder about it. Wonder, when did that tree get planted? That giant tree that's right outside my window right now that I'm looking at, eucalyptus tree. I wonder who planted that. If I'm thinking about and focused on that tree, again, I can't be in the concerns of my life and what's happening, you know, in my perception and my thoughts and my beliefs right now. Next tip is do what makes you happy. Do the things that make you happy. Don't stop moving just because there's a crisis. And in particular, do the things that make you feel good. And you know what those are. Read a book you love. Watch a movie you love. Be with your pets and your people that you love. And even in this time currently of social distancing, there's ways to do that. So think about what you can do again and do that to be doing the things that always make you feel happy. Include in that laughter. Laughter tells our brain we're happy even before it's true. So watch comedy. Don't watch news. Do laughter yoga. I'm a laughter yoga leader and I highly recommend and there's virtual clubs now popping up. But do what makes you happy. I have two more tips that are perhaps the most important of all. These are not in a priority order, but perhaps these are the most important things to do in times of uncertainty. And the first is surrender. Surrendering to not knowing. Surrendering to the unknown. There's the expression that a way to make God laugh is tell, tell God your plans. Because really, we are not in control here. There is ancient wisdom, there is electromagnetic energy, there is a world of energy beings, and there is a higher power that we can barely even scratch the surface on understanding. Turn things over to that power. Surrender. Surrender to that power. Relax. Let go. Trust. Receive only in complete and total vulnerability. Can we even come close to feeling secure? Security does not come from trying to control and manage things outside of us. Security comes from a surrender inside of us. And final tip that I have is allow yourself to be supported. Ang isolation increases anxiety and fear. So don't lone wolf it. Don't try to just buck up and do it on your own. Talk with people connect with people. And again, there are still ways you can do this, even in this current pandemic. There are ways to connect and talk with people. Surround yourself with others that will hold you to your highest thoughts, hold you to your highest emotion, hold you to, you to your highest habits and your highest consciousness. Find and be involved in a community that does that. And personalize your communication even over the impersonal, personal. Sometimes social media comments, et cetera, are incredibly impersonal, and that's not true connection. So have an individual conversation. Maybe you make a phone call instead of texting. And some people are capable of, of some people have the relationship. It's not a capability. Sometimes you'll have a relationship where even in a text format, you can get really real and really personal and let the guard down and be vulnerable. And that's deep connection. So it's not that the tech is all bad, but
but manage and, and allow yourself to be connected to people and allow others to support you. So this has been an incredible menu of strategies for navigating change crisis and uncertain times, whether it's now during the pandemic or whether it is in the future over something else that we don't know. And frankly, we don't need to know. You don't need to know what's coming. Practice your life skills for handling whatever it is and you'll feel prepared and you'll feel calm. Let me know what was helpful and what stood out to you in this podcast. Comment below and I will be back with you on the next episode of I Am Vibrant. You've been listening to I Am Vibrant, the podcast that helps you reboot your brain and reprogram your subconscious mind to feel good on purpose and create a life you love.